What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? It wasn't pretty, but the Chiefs got it done. We're here at the Kingdom Bar. We've been telling you all season long, this is the place that you want to be for all of the Chiefs regular season games. And of course, we've got postseason, of course, magic hopefully coming later on. The Chiefs get it done over the Jets 23-20. to Like I mentioned, wasn't the best game, but hey, they blasted and got everything done. We're here also thanks to Ben Holiday. The bourbon will have in our toast game segment coming up later, but let's really roll into this one. Talking about Isaiah Pacheco, a standout game for him. Mahomes getting things done like we saw in the Super Bowl at that time management at the end. A lot to unpack here as the Kansas City Sports Network postgame show gets rolling right now. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Postgame Show. Survive in advance, Kansas City Chiefs. Win 20-20. That was live action from the Kingdom Bar and Grill. Make sure you're checking them out for game day. It's a lot of fun. We were hanging out there tonight. What's up, everybody? Kent Swanson here with Craig Stout, Maddie Lane. You are going to hear from Haley Lewis and BJ Kissel later. And, of course, Tucker D. Franklin. We'll be jumping in. Uh, the D in Tucker D. Franklin stands for jumping in. Chiefs survive 23-20. What a uh, what a bizarre game. I, only weird games, I guess, with this team, right? Uh, Maddie Lane, how we feeling uh, <laughs> mi- minutes after surviving a game against the New York Jets? I don't know. This is one of those games that uh, you wish wasn't at uh, primetime, and it wasn't nearing midnight out here, and now I have to somehow figure out how to go to sleep after uh, that back-and-forth that back and forth game. It's like, that's kind of where it is, you know what I mean? It's it's a game that took you on a trip, Craig, and I, I don't know how you were feeling about it, but there was there was some highs and there was some lows. I, I mean, cool, calm, and collected, like always, right? I mean, this team won us two Super Bowls, so why why should I sweat a close game against the New York Jets, who have been terrible on offense, and Zach Wilson comes out and looks like a completely different player today? There was a lot that happened today. Just overall, a Jets defense, very good. I think, you know, the struggles on offense for the Chiefs, not something that I think are entirely unexpected here. But maybe the flip side was a little bit more unexpected. But they get the job done largely on the ground rather than through the air. This team leaned on the run game a little more, closed out the game. A win's a win. Survive in advance and uh, get that W. 5.8 yards per rush for the Chiefs. 6.8 yards per attempt in the passing game today. So there wasn't too much of a disparity uh, between between the two. Yeah, it's just, you know, 17 up, you know, 17-0 to start the game, and it feels a little like, I mean, what, we should have known. We should have known. We should have known right there. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, just like, they, they get up early, and then things just kind of got to, you know, get weird, and they they slog through the game. The offense slogs through the game from from that point. Mahomes, you know, has throw some interceptions, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about Mahomes, uh, some, of the, some of that stuff later. Um, cause me and Maddie were in the DMS, like right after during the end of the game, I, there's, there's some stuff that we want to talk about there, but, um, you know, slogging through it. I have some theories about some of the struggles we'll, we'll see and confirm with some of the film, but I think the good thing is you see, you see Isaiah Pacheco. I think we're going to call this the Isaiah Pacheco game with 159 total yards of offense today. 
Um, and then Patrick Mahomes utilizing his legs uh, actually averaged more yards on the ground per carry than he did per pass attempt. Um, but the legs, the the, the running game and and Mahomes with his legs were were the reason that this team won this football game, Maddie. No, I mean, absolutely. And it started early with the run game. I mean, there the first couple drives, they were getting after it. And the best part was it wasn't just the same old outside zone, inside zone stuff. It started from the get-go. They were getting into their gap stuff. They were running power. Like one of the first couple runs was getting guys coming around the edge. That big long run. Trey Smith absolutely destroys a poor defensive back, DJ Reed, who gets in his way on just a power run play. And like it's stuff like that. The Chiefs always look significantly better when they do it. And then as the game goes, they usually start to trend away from it. They got back to it later in the game, and it kind of helped them, you know, regain the lead, keep keep a hold of it down the stretch. But Pacheco was phenomenal. They didn't get that much work, but Clyde, even early in the game, had a couple runs where he did an excellent job on them as well. Like the entire run game looked great. The run blocking I thought looked really good when these guys were allowed to attack the Jets' defensive front. And part of that's the way the Jets were playing, right? The Jets were playing the pass first, obviously. So they were giving the Chiefs what they wanted on the ground, but they were doing an excellent job taking care of him. And here we get Trey Smith just absolutely cool. ending a four man's <laughs> life. And then and then Pacheco is attacking the ground with more force than Trey Smith attacked the DB with every step. <laughs> and it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch up and down the uh the game there, Craig. I think we might have lost Craig or Craig needed. But. No, no, I'm 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 still here. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Run game got it going. We've been calling for the Chiefs to maybe utilize more concepts that fit their running backs a little bit better. You know, we everybody is tired of the why is Clyde Edwards Elliott running outside zone over and over and over again. And not to say that he never ran it again. You know, they they still ran it a little bit today, but they ran plays that suited these guys a lot better, and it shows. Like you look at those stats. Isaiah Pacheco, we we talked about how, you know, Chiefs run game averages 5.8 yards per carry. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes has 7.3 yards per carry of that. Pacheco himself was at 5.8 yards per carry. He was very efficient, had a couple of negative plays where you would have hoped that he got a little bit more. But by and large, the way that he attacked gaps, I really was impressed by his patience today. You know, we talked about it a little bit on the lab, how, you know, maybe he gets a little bit too ahead of his blockers at times. He's not waiting for some of the holes to open up. Today, he did that phenomenally. And it shows because he's getting into that second level, You know, making linebackers miss with a little bit of a dead leg into the sec- into the third level. And, and at that point, it's him against Jordan Whitehead, who, big hitter, but he's going to lose some of those battles against Isaiah Pacheco too. So a really efficiently called run game by Andy Reid here. If there's anything that we can take away from this, it's that when the Chiefs need to shift to the run game, a game like today where they can just lean on it a little bit more and still sustain drives and move the ball down the field, this is exactly the type of defense that you got to do that against when you're struggling. I And I, I want to credit P.J. Green because he did get a quote from Trey Smith. I'm going to go try to find it, but basically the gist of it was, I would hate to have to prepare for for our run game because there's so much variance and what they do. And I think they saw that. And I think the Chiefs knew that they needed to kind of utilize that this, you know, this week. I think they they had a lot of variation in their run concepts and it wasn't just lining up and running wide zone for sure. Uh which they they needed every bit of what they called today. And you know, that that has always fit Isaiah Pacheco extremely well and 
he maximized those opportunities and, and busted a big one early in the game that was, you know, think about it, it's absolutely huge, you know, and thank God this team started hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, like, like seriously, like this was, uh, you know, it, it, it's a good thing that this team got, you know, got hot with the run game early. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco averages 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, the entire team averages 5.8 yards per carry. 35 attempts, 204 yards rushing. Uh, more yards rushing than r- yards in the air for the Chiefs today. 204 to 203. I just, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have expected the numbers that we got here. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a good thing that uh, that the defense was working. And here to talk about that defense, BJ Kissel and Haley Lewis. Don't seem well, BJ. <laughs> I know the rest of Chiefs Kingdom is not doing well, but at least the win a win is a win. It wasn't great. Uh, we said it in the beginning; it wasn't pretty. But you know, three points they hold out. Zach Wilson. I thought he was. I thought you said he was bad, but uh, you know, comes out and impress to lock it down more towards the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Your initial thoughts. Yeah, Zach Wilson going 28 of 39, 245 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. Wasn't necessarily the game that we thought we were going to see from Zach Wilson. Right. Kind of become a punchline uh, going into this game. And we were talking before the game that uh, all of us that going into the draft, you'd like the way that Zach Wilson. The Taylor do seem to be good. One good year. Oh, um, I just looked it up and it blew my mind. It's the reason I had the face that I did when you started this. I just looked, found this out. So 25, about 25 starts. Okay. The first time in his career, he's still on multiple touchdowns without an interception. Ever. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. First time throwing multiple touchdowns without an interception. But, Haley, the one thing I'll say about the Chiefs defense, because they did enough to get it. We've seen enough Chiefs games. We saw it last year a few times. They did play very well. They ended up losing. These are the kind of games. I know we're not midseason yet, but just survive in peace. Just right in the football game. Move on. It doesn't matter how it looks. It matter anything. Just get through without any major injuries. They're going to take every best shot. Sucks that it was in prime time. But this is one of those, watch the tape, try to figure out a few things with it. I think I saw you even tweet something out like that. You know, we just got to take the win, go ahead and, and move forward. So let's talk about some of the positive things that we saw on the defensive side. We saw a, a great tackle, excuse me, a sack by Chris Jones. We saw Mike Edwards also capitalize with the sack as well. It, it wasn't the flashiest of performances. Now, in the first quarter, they were obviously looking good. I believe that the Depths had only had two first downs through the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, compared to the Chiefs, like, eight or 11 at that point. They had held them to only 25 yards. There's hope for this defense. It was rolling through through multiple, you know, the last three games. And then it wasn't... I'm, I'm not finding the best words to describe the fact that it wasn't just flashy and amazing. No. They still got it done. Yeah, they've been good. I I think the biggest surprising thing was Zach Wilson came out and threw the ball. They had several chunk plays in the passing game the Chiefs hadn't given up. Uh, I think we saw what Trent McDuffie can do. And the one thing, the one takeaway in, in a month, the only thing I'm probably going to remember about this game was Brian Cook's tackle in the open field. Yeah. Late in the third quarter on Brees Hall, I think it was like a 43-yard run, the biggest chunk play in the running game that the Jets had in this game. And if Brian Cook doesn't make that tackle where he's looking over one shoulder, turning back the other way, that's an extremely difficult play that he made. Without making that tackle, that's a touchdown. The Chiefs ended up stalling that drive. Uh, they ended up not getting any points. They ended up winning by three, and that would have led to a loss. Now, what could have happened in the fourth quarter, we don't know. But that was one of those sneaky plays that looking back in a month from now, I'd be like, that. remember the Jets game? Yeah, I remember Brian Cook's tackle saving that game. That's what I'm going to remember from this game for the Chiefs defense. But to your point, end of the first half, Christian Jones getting it done. Again, they're doing this without Nick Bolton yeah. as well. We're doing out, out Charles Amenehu, who will be back in a few weeks. So 
Uh, again, survive in advance. There were good things individually you could take at different points. But overall, some of the stuff, some of the sloppy stuff, even with the refs, this is going to be one of those games. It's going to be a, a storyline to be talked about, uh, along with, obviously, all the celebrities that get being shot. I know. Can't get through without, <laughs> get through without mentioning T-Swift and the nice uh, A-list celebs up in that box. He's definitely, I saw it enough, you know, could have made a drinking game out of it, like you were saying earlier. But I don't think that would have been safe. No, not, not a bit of safe idea. Especially not for my track record keep Urban on the show. But let's talk about, okay, let's talk about the penalties. You mentioned a few of them. Yep. You know, and, and there was the safety. Obviously, that was one where I even had to educate myself on, on what that truly meant. And then also the fact that there was another holding call on Trey Smith, another holding call on Juwan Taylor. How do the Chiefs clean up these penalties without simply just benching Taylor after what you see tonight? Yeah, he's, he's, working, answer, obviously. he's just, working through it. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of, of eyeballs on him. And every team that you play in the league is going to have dudes coming off the edge who are very, very good. Right. Uh, obviously, the Jets' defense is built on like the inside, 95. Quentin Williams is their dude. Uh, we saw Jermaine Johnson try to get it and make some plays. We saw him talking throughout the week, so they had something planned for Mahomes. They came out and played well. you got to give him credit, too. Uh, this is a very good Jets' defense. They're the reason why they felt like with Aaron Rodgers, this was the team that could go to the playoffs and sure. go very far. And we saw some of that with the defense tonight. We know Robert Sala is one of the better defensive minds uh, as far as getting you know his guys to, to execute a scene. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm boring in these situations because it just make enough plays to get it done, win the game, and then move on. Um, I think, again, you're going to take everybody's best shot. And I think the Chiefs defense did enough. And I think Ken already made the point off the top of the show. This was outside of Brian Cook's tackle. Isaiah Pacheco going, I think they said like two hours away from where he grew up right. to have the most yards from scrimmage in his career. This was an Isaiah Pacheco game, and this is a Brian Cook making a hell of a tackle in open field as far as keep turning point by blades. A bit of swung the difference. BJ, the last thing that kind of stood out to me was the fact that I think I referenced it actually in the opening. It looked a lot, it, nothing of the game looked like the Super Bowl. Don't, don't get me wrong in that. But the last play where we had that time management where Mahomes slid at the end, just like Derek McKinnon did yep. in the Super Bowl, making wise decisions, and yep. then, of course, throwing up his arms, shipping, you know. That's my fantasy team. That was not a wise decision for my fantasy team. I'm sorry about that. Oh, I thought I was going to walk away with one, and then we had to sweat it out for the end. I haven't even looked. I don't think I was going to win. I was not happy about it, but, yeah, it goes to show. Unselfish player. Right. Just and kids just going to be done. And move on. And it, it's not the way that, of course, you want to see the Chiefs run it in for a touchdown, but you don't want to leave that time on the clock. You don't want to give the Jets back the ball, and it was the smartest decision to make. Wasn't again. Yeah. I keep saying it wasn't the prettiest, but it is what it is. I got the one. Really curious to see how the Chiefs' offense, after struggling compared to what sure. we've expected, uh, come out next week against the Vikings. It it could be fun. Okay, well, let's throw it back to Kit and the boys at home to see their thoughts on what we just watched. Because sometimes I just I really don't even know what we just watched. I'm still confused as to what happened. But hey, the Chiefs won and they got three in a row. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. 
Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Chiefs. Fellas, are you running into some stubble trouble? Are you dreaming of that clean-shaven look, but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every other day? Well, I know you are, and that's why we've partnered with Manscaped. The brand for Below the Waist is coming to save that beautiful face. Yes, sir, Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new Andyman Electric Face Shaper. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to Manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off and free shipping. Your face is the first thing people see when you walk through a door. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Trust me, gentlemen, you cannot go wrong with any of their options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KCSN at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code KCSN. Hit the refresh button with the Handyman. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash KCSN50 and use code KCSN50 to get 50% off. That's right, 50% off by using code KCSN50 at factormeals.com slash KCSN50 to get 50% off. Appreciate everybody that's hanging out with us. Make sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, leave comments, leave five-star reviews if you like what's going on here. But we are back to talk about the Chiefs 23-20 win and I want to, you know, I know they just got done talking about the defense. We'll we'll get to the defense here in a little bit, but I want to I want to circle back to the offensive side of the ball and it's just kind of a weird performance for Mahomes and you know the the two interceptions were uncharacteristic in the manner in which they did them or he you know he threw them under throws both of them you know sometimes it, I I go back and forth between whether or not he saw it whether or not uh, you know, he was running out a runway on, you know, on his plant foot to try to, you know, get a ball up and down. It looked like there's just some inconsistencies there. And it, it kind of, it, it wasn't just those two throws that were different. Like they, things just looked a little different for, for Patrick Mahomes throwing the football, maybe less zip. Like, honestly, I, it's, there's something it just didn't look like our normal Patrick Mahomes experience throwing the football, Maddie. Yeah, um, this year, it's been a little interesting. It seems like just all year, the Chiefs have been emphasizing a lot more touch passing. They've been kind of attacking the corners, not trying to sling the ball over the middle of the field as much. And, you know, for whatever the reason that is, you know, you can pick something and say it, but it just seems like there's a lot less 
passes coming over the middle of the field, a lot more stuff working and the, you know, the turkey hole spot on the outside. And this game, you get two interceptions that are wafted up into that area and both of them looked terrible. And whether those were just missed throws, like you said, he didn't see a linebacker drifting under the second one to Travis Kelsey. I don't know. But what really caught my attention was later in the game, uh, it was third long and that deep ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling where traditionally he'll just throw it over everyone's head and maybe MVS gets there, maybe he doesn't, but that's the play. This ball barely made it 45 yards. I mean, he set, he hopped, he stepped into it. He couldn't follow his back foot through all the way because there was a defensive lineman there, but he he got his whole body into the throw and that ball barely made it 45 yards. That's not normal for Mahomes. It came out sideways. It came out kind of looking like a duck. So, okay, maybe it just slipped. And I, I'm willing to go along with that. I'm a little confused why so many passes seem to be slipping coming out of his hand in this game, right? But then it was the last drive of the game that really caught my attention. There was a completion to Travis Kelsey. It was just a little stop route, you know, a five-yard you know, five yard deep route to Travis Kelsey to the field side, to the wide side of the field. When Mahomes threw it out there, that ball didn't get there the way a Mahomes pass usually gets to the sideline. It was fine. It was on time. It's just Kelsey usually doesn't have to wait for it. He turns and the ball's on him, and you can tell that it's somebody just whipped it in there that has a special arm. It just didn't feel like that. So I don't know. I don't want to speculate on an injury, but I just throughout the game, I saw different things, and I'm just wondering, huh, that doesn't seem like the same type of throws we normally see from Mahomes. And I don't think in this game we saw a single one that like refutes that idea. There's not like one play I can look at and say, that was a traditional, that is your vintage Patrick Mahomes throw right there. So I don't know, just something to watch going forward, whether it was just a random one-off game, but I just, that final throw to Kelsey's the one that really put the nail in the coffin to me. I have some scheme stuff too I'm kind of curious about, but Tucker D. Franklin's jumping in here. He has something from the press conferences. Yeah, I think this is kind of relevant to what you guys are talking about with maybe there's something up with uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, health-wise, but uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid at the podium said they only had one injury note, and that was uh, practice squad linebacker Cole Christensen pulled his hamstring, did come out of the game pretty early. They announced him to be out pretty early as well. That's the only uh, injury of note so far. Okay. I want one and Craig, unless you had something, I did want to just jump in here with a quick comment. Right. Um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to me schematically. Mahomes was getting the ball out of his hands extremely quick, you know, late in the game. He was throwing hitch routes. Um, and some of it was the pressure getting home. It, it, that, I was just kind of noting that too. It just felt like he was just really trying to get the ball out of his hands quite quickly, and he was a little bit more intentional than we're used to. Um, and that, that just kind of changed. Just with, with everything being so weird today with the underthrows and the, the zip and the lack of zip on some of these throws and, you know, just taking everything into consideration it, and the fact that he used his legs as much as he did instead of trying to fit something in there a couple different times and, and just deciding to run the ball. Like, just some of these little, like, clues just make me not, like, worried or anything like that, but just a little bit curious because it just didn't feel like the ball was flying off his hands as it usually does. Um, But also, like, schematically, okay, I don't think it's... I, it, it may not be anything with the arm because... And this was the thing I was a little bit worried about with a young receiver group. The pressure's getting home. And it didn't feel like Mahomes was confident to let it fly to some of these guys, or there wasn't guys getting open consistently. And he didn't have, he, I didn't feel like Mahomes, as the game went on, had a ton of answers for pressure. And sometimes the ball is like, like, just get in his face, you know, in, you know, just real quick. But it just felt like, you know, that he was affected by pressure a little bit more. And I, I was a little bit worried about this with, not because of him. We know he can beat pressure. He can beat blitzes. And he's 
the best in the world at doing it. But that there's there's got to be somebody you trust on the receiving end of that. And I'm wondering a little bit if there was a little bit of a lack of that. Just kind of, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get more, but that was just my initial like thought watching this game from the broadcast view. It kind of felt like maybe there was a little bit of that going on, Maddie. Well, okay, I want to shout out the Jets defense real quick. I think what they did was phenomenal. Um, having you know three guys crash one direction and then have a long looper coming over the top every time the Chiefs got into third and long or a passing down, I thought it was great. It clearly was messing with the Chiefs' protection a little bit. It was clearly getting in Mahomes kind of in his head because traditionally he's just going to slide away. He's going to slide away from that crash, right? And then that's where, and then he's going to make somebody miss there on the side. Every time he did that, the long looper was coming over the top and kind of giving them fits. There was one play in the first half where he was able to slip underneath it and I think scrambled for a few yards, but the, the Jets did a great job. And then I think then it goes back to your point, though. They're doing a great job here. He knows he has to kind of make something happen in a specific time. He doesn't have all day back there because that looper's coming. It's not a guy that he can see. There's a player coming that is tucked in behind the rest of the offensive and defensive line. He's got to go make a play there. And when no one's open, and we don't know until we see all the film, but like watching the very few end zone views we got, nobody was open hardly at all. He's having to force to make these throws. It's just, it was interesting to me that he was always choosing to try to float the ball over the top of somebody versus ever try to drive it in. To your point, maybe they don't trust, maybe he doesn't trust these receivers to catch the ball, sling it at their chest and it goes through their hands and results in an interception. We've seen that numerous times with with, with this receiving group right now. Or, I don't know, or there could be an injury or he just had a really off game. It's just, it really threw me off that he was trying to float every single pass that he could. And then really, once I saw that long pass to MVS and then that pass to Kelsey, a guy he does trust, just not looking. It looked like any other quarterback in the NFL making that field throw and not Patrick Mahomes. And that's just abnormal. So it's just, it caught my eye. We spent a lot of time talking offense. We'll let Craig get in here before we move over to the defense. (laughs) Yeah. No, credit to uh, the Jets defense for sinking underneath some of those throws as well. Like they were forcing Mahomes to try and make some of these throws off his back foot without, you know, sure footing because the pocket is collapsing, but doing a good job of bracketing the guys that Patrick Mahomes goes to. It's a wonder that other defenses in the NFL don't do what the Jets did today, forcing Patrick Mahomes to make pinpoint throws into pressure to guys like Travis Kelsey. So, you know, bodying him up, you know, trying to force somebody to kind of float one over the top of a second level defender. And then having a guy like C.J. Mosley drop it, drop into it, it's that's an excellent, excellent game plan there. Jermaine Johnson mentioned before the game that they had something for the Chiefs. They had something for him. A lot of that crashing, that looping, that unsettling pocket there forced a lot of these inaccurate throws and credit to those second-level defenders for staying underneath them, forcing some more tight window throws with the pressure in his face. That's just that's hard for any quarterback to do. It's just weird, you know. We're we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. It's weird to see him as affected by it as he was. It's been a little while since we've seen him be that rattled by that amount of pressure, and he was rattled like he was struggling today. They are very much so. And yes, I know that there's a lot of chatter that are that's going to happen this week about that third interception, the holding penalty that was called there. It. I hey listen I'm a defensive guy I'm I'm upset if that one gets called on my guys too there's a lot of calls that happened in this game that I was upset about so it's not just that one there but Patrick Mahomes trying to force things in there 
with some of these big looping throws rather than driving stuff in was just really bizarre to watch today. Uh, real quick, before we move on, Kent, sorry, I just want to go back to this. Mahomes ended up going four for eight, throwing between the numbers in this game. And it didn't have that. I mean, they had like, what, I think just around 70 yards going 50% in the middle of the field. The last two quarterbacks playing the same defense, 77 completion percentage, 225 yards. Dak Prescott and Mac Jones kind of tore up the Jets over the middle of the field. Now, obviously, they're going to play the Chiefs a little differently, right? Like, I'm not saying that. They're going to play it differently, but I think that kind of goes to show the same thing. There was no drive throws. There was nothing with any pace on it going over the middle of the field. And we saw a couple. The Jets did a good job zoning it off, passing stuff off over the middle of the field. They were trying to take it away, but that's an area where Mahomes and the Chiefs especially usually live. That's where they want to throw the ball, and it's Mahomes' arm. It's the side angles, changing of the throwing you know, the throwing platform and all the different arm angles. We just didn't see any of those. Things. These interceptions weren't him changing his arm angle trying to fit a ball into a tiny and a, and a tight uh, window. He was just trying to lob the ball towards the sideline in a very odd way. So it's just, it was bizarre. Credit to the Jets for playing very well. I think their defensive line game, you know, uh, games up front had a lot to do with it. Got a lot to talk about on the lab with the O-line and how to deal with stuff like that because that was rough. Just, yeah, weird Mahomes performance all around. Seven catches for 65 yards for the wide receiver group as a whole, too. Wow. That's a problem. It's it's a big big problem. problem. It's a problem. I think everyone who is... Four weeks in. We are four weeks weeks in. in. It's not got any better. Four weeks in. I'll get you in a second, Tucker. I'm sorry. Four weeks in, and no one's emerged consistently week in, week out um, as a guy that's going to be the number two... target for 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 Patrick Mahomes it's it's Travis Kelsey and that's it um seven catches for 65 yards for this group that's including some of the carryover from last year the Sky Moore zero catches zero yards and two targets Marquez Valdez Scantling one one catch for six yards this team needs somebody to step up in a big big way uh I very I I want to shout out well I'm I'm very I'm my toast game's still going to be Rasheed Rice but I'm gonna talk about <laughs> uh Rasheed Rice might drop his first target every single week. I don't care. You gotta you gotta get him involved and you gotta fire the football with him. And shout out to him. I'll I'll save my I'll save my toast game reasoning for him later. But I liked to see him getting back on the horse, making some plays, um, three catches late in the game, too. Like they really didn't seem to get him involved all that much early in the first half. And then they brought him back in a little bit more in some of those opportunities in the second half. Had some big catches. Led all Chiefs wide receivers in 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 yards and catches today. Um, they need him to continually grow. I'm sure the drops are frustrating. I think you saw Andy maybe laugh a little bit about one of them earlier, um, or smirking a little bit. Sorry, but um, yeah, they they need more out of this group. And if not, they're gonna have to look at somebody at the trade deadline. I don't know what that means, but they've got to get somebody to help elevate this the floor of that receiver room in a big, big way. Did you guys have anything else on that? I mean, just quickly, yeah. Rasheed Rice had three catches on three targets on the game-winning go-ahead field goal drive, right? Like, they clearly, when they had to throw the ball and it couldn't just be Travis Kelsey, like, he was the only other guy really getting involved. Um, Canarius Tony also made some really nice plays. It's just the volume is just never going to be there for him. That catch that he made on the little, like, halfback wheel route coming out of the backfield, phenomenal. Um, so like Kadarius Tony made some plays, Rasheed Rice made some plays, but that's it. 
and they're just they're sporadic. They're not consistent. Again, that's a problem. They got to they got to figure out something there because it can't just be Kelsey and everybody else. Uh, yeah, Kadarius Tony kind of feels very McColl-ish right now, like a better version of what McColl does. But that's how they've kind of utilized him. That's how they're trying to utilize him Man, right that, now. That, Holy that. that catch he had though, where he took that giant hit. That, that's a that's a monster play in this game when it all yeah, came it down to it, man. It's a, it's a, yeah. There's a lot there, Tucker. I'm, I know I've, I've, you know, you've been sitting here ready to, yeah. to get some takes off or mm-hmm. to get some, uh, get some stuff off. So just let, let's go. Well, I just wanted to get some stuff in before you guys moved on to the defense, uh, because uh, Andy Reid on Patrick was from our friend Jordan Foot. He said uh, on the, on the responding to rough play uh, instance for against the Jets, he's just so competitive. He never gets down. He has the quote, "We've got it. We've got it. I'll fix it." Type of mentality. Um, so obviously, good stuff there from Andy on Patrick and uh, Isaiah Pacheco said we've got a lot more ball to play and a lot more time to build with each other. Andy Reid very happy uh, with his performance as he is close to his hometown uh, in New Jersey. There has a really good performance as you guys mentioned. I did see uh, Robert Sala was asked about the defensive holding and he said, "I'm not going to comment on that." Cope. Robert he got it. He got a flag thrown on him for that. Yeah. That what made, a terrible so. take by Robert Sala. He needs to grow up. That's that was, dope. I, I understand what Craig said earlier. Like if you're a defensive guy, not wanting that call and not liking, that's fine. You still can't wrap your head around a wide receiver's helmet. Who's clearly working across your body and expect it not to be called. I'm sorry. You can't do it. He should be more mad about other stuff that are referee related, but that play, that, that particular play, that's 100% the penalty. Now, you want to say it's illegal contact versus holding? Fine. Whatever. We're splitting hairs at this point in time, but you can't do what Sauce Gardner did on that play and be upset with the call. It doesn't always get called. Don't get me wrong. I think the Chiefs got away with more than that earlier in the game. I think the Jets got away with more than that earlier in the game. They so, like, did. the timing of it stinks. <laughs> that's one of those calls that it, when it gets called, it sucks, but that's a, that's a penalty. You can't just I'm, I'm ignore that all the time. And my logic behind that is you got to call it the same way all game. Like that—that that, that's yeah. my logic as a defensive sure. guy. If you're going to allow them to have it, have be that handsy early, you got to allow it late. You can't call that play late. Just like you can't call a horse collar when it's not a horse collar or a face mask at the two yard line in the end zone, uh, or a hold that lasts maybe a fraction of a tenth of a second as a quarterback sure. just breaks contain just and a defensive that you can defender hold. randomly stops and changes his direction and Trey Smith lets go immediately <laughs> as soon as he feels pressure against his hand. A play like that, like you can only see uh, if you if you put it in slow motion. Yeah, like I mean, like, seriously, we do get refs, off the refs. The, no, we don't. They, they yeah. then we do. They stunk all around. They were terrible yeah. for both teams. I get why you're mad about the sauce car, call, but also like watch it. NBC gave you a perfect view at the end of the game. He wraps his arm around his head. I don't like. There's your logic, and then we should move on. Jawan Taylor did not get called. For an illegal formation today, small wins, uh, baby, small wins. Got you know, so maybe you know what you know what. <laughs> maybe I'll take the illegal formation if it means he doesn't get two holding penalties in the process of struggling to get up the arc. Just yeah, lob that into the world. It's in his head. I just I, do you think Chris Collinsworth was just smiling every time Jawan Taylor got called for something? Can we talk about the defense. I don't want to talk about. We're gonna look, Maddie. We're gonna take a de- we're gonna talk about the defense, but we are going to take a break first. Yeah, well, the break is gonna be me telling you about DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, as we're back with another week of <laughs> football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. 
New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw a fiver down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Here's what you got to do, because football's more fun when you're in on the action. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KCSN at sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text 8-HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem. Gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdictions. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Back to you, Kent. Great job, Zuck. Marvelous job. Let's talk, about, let's talk a little bit about the defense now. Um, Finally. Yeah. You know, Al, can we wait, Can we actually just start by talking about Zach Wilson? Yes. And, and turning into Aaron Rodgers for 10 minutes? Holy like, I, like, there was like a stretch there. Like, the first the first drive, like, obviously, they got some stuff going in the in, late in the first half. The first drive out of the second half was money. I'm not even mad. Drew Tranquil and Leo and Chanel were both in pretty good coverage, all things considered. And Zach Wilson just threw a couple dots. And then Brian Cook, I think, touched the football that wound up being a touchdown. He did. Yes, he absolutely did. And Zach Wilson just messes around and goes five for five for 75 yards with five dots. Like, I, I can't get too mad at that. And honestly... Outside of that, I think the defense did some good things. Uh, just some lapses there, and you know, and a couple big plays made by Zach Wilson. Greg. I mean, okay, let's look at the <laughs> comments earlier this week. Uh, Willie Gay Jr. says, when asked about Zach Wilson, "Well, what do you expect from him?" and he says, "Well, they're going to run the ball." Guys, the Jets didn't run the ball today. They ran it sixteen times total on the day. Not nearly as much as the Chiefs were expecting. As a matter of fact, the Jets lived in heavy personnel. They were in 21, 12, or 13 personnel for a large portion of the day, which means the Chiefs were in their base defense. That's their 4-3 with three linebackers on the field. The Jets passed 65% of the time when the Chiefs were in their base defense, and it showed. Mm -hmm. There were windows. There are openings there for that opportunity. And yes, we talked about it in the pregame there that, hey, you want to force Zach Wilson to throw. You want him throwing. Guess what? It became very apparent in the middle of the second quarter. Don't let that man throw anymore. He was on it. He was comfortable. The Chiefs weren't able to pressure him very much. They were in these heavy personnel looks. CJ Uzama was really, you know, kind of hauling in a whole bunch of passes there, as well as their other tight end, who uh, Jeremy Ruckert was hauling in a bunch of them as well. They're, they were very dangerous out of those heavy personnel looks when throwing the ball, so much so that they gained 11 yards per pass attempt against the Chiefs' base defense. That was annihilating the Chiefs. Chiefs are obviously want to be out there in their base 4-3 to help stop the run. They only have one true nose tackle on the active roster for the day. They want to make sure that they are gap-sound against the run there. So when the Jets are trotting out their 13 personnel, 
yeah, we got to make sure that we are big enough to be able to line up and stop the run. And guess what? They weren't. They they just weren't. They, they allowed a whole bunch of rushing yards, 9.71 yards per rush out of the base defense. It was just all bad when the Chiefs went base and the Jets consistently got them into it until right there towards the end of the game when the Jets needed to score a little quicker. They started going with lighter personnel and the Chiefs were able to turn it around a little bit more. But yeah, they just got killed in heavy personnel this week. Maddie, I know you're going to go on like a three-minute rant here. Actually. Not really. Yeah. But I want to give Craig time. Is there any way you can search first down passing tendencies? I think you're charging while, while, while. Yeah, while Maddie does his thing. Okay. I'll just be very curious about that, especially like, sure. Well, anyways, anyways, can please continue, Matthew? I, I was just going to say that I think that Zach Wilson obviously found his confidence a little bit in this game, but I think the Chiefs kind of gave it to him. Um, Sean Barber talked about, and one of his thing to watch for this game was, you know, Zach Wilson's down try to keep him down and I think the Chiefs got out to a 17-0 lead and yeah they might have been a little tired at that point in time because there were some quick plays there and stuff I think they kind of took their foot off the gas defensively and I think that started with Steve Spagnuolo all of a sudden the crazy exotic stuff went away all of a sudden there was just a couple drives there where they weren't mugging every single gap and rotating guys around and stuff and that let the Jets get a little bit of confidence yeah they were being held the field goals and didn't necessarily look great for the Jets but they slowly were building up their confidence during this stretch where the Chiefs are kind of like not coasting, but playing a, playing a little more safe there for a while to end the first half, and it gave Zach Wilson confidence. I think then you come around, and at, to Craig's point, I thought the Jets passed the ball really well against the Chiefs' kind of uh, base personnel. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, we're going to look at the two back shoulder passes, the tight ends, and there was some other stuff in there. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, you do want to see, though, like, guys make a play on the ball. Like, we are talking about a game in which the Jets linebackers, who are very good as well, but, like, Jets linebackers are making plays in the football. Quincy Williams made an amazing play da- over his shoulder down the field on uh, Noah Gray tight in league class. CJ uh, Mosley made a couple great plays in the ball, including an interception. It's not just because the ball was placed well doesn't mean we completely absolve any blame from a Chiefs defender for not making a play on it. That doesn't just go away. Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel, you know, you would like to see them make a play on one of those balls. Zach Wilson got his confidence. The Jets did a great job. I did want to say this, though. Quit smirking, Kent. Brees Hall's one big run. I think the Chiefs' big one only issue in the run yeah. game was a was a pitch play that was the perfectly dialed up play against the formation the Chiefs were in. They had both linebackers up on the line of scrimmage overhanging. That was an easy, uh, you know, down block from a wide receiver. They pinned in Willie Gay. Drew or Drew Tranquil is your only player that can come in and fill this play. He gets picked off by the uncovered offensive lineman. There's nobody else in sight, right? Like that was just a perfect play call to catch the Chiefs there. That's 43 rushing yards on one play that was more or less just the perfect play call for the perfect situation. Outside that, I thought the run defense was still pretty good. I I thought it was still pretty good overall outside that. So I'm not too worried about the run defense besides that one play. Okay, Kent, you want to know early down pass tendencies on first down? Yeah. It was 59% of the Mm -hmm. time that they threw the ball there. So that tells you what you need to know. Chiefs are teeing off on first down trying to stop the run a little bit, and they get caught out by some of that. And to Maddie's point here, you take out that 43-yard run against the Chiefs, Chiefs base 4-3 defense, 3.5 yards per Gary uh, outside of that. So, yep. I think it was Nate Taylor that tweeted out that for three possessions around when the Jets got hot offensively, uh, Chris Jones wasn't on the field on first down. And so I... 
wonder and part of me wonders if some of the some of the first down passing tendency happened to correlate with Chris Jones not being on the field um because he missed I think like three straight possessions is what uh is what he's tired man was tired he he was he was struggling through some of those pursuit angles yeah things like that and part of that is because they were getting the ball out so quick as well. I'm very curious to see what next-gen stats says for Zach Wilson's time to throw. He led the league. He had the longest time to throw. He was not holding on to the ball today. Mm. Uh, Make sure you guys are hitting the like button, subscribing to uh, KCSN's channel while you're here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, We have all kinds of shows here every single week. Uh, You'll hear from us on the laboratory on Monday. Only Weird Games, uh, Outside the Trenches, all kinds of great shows uh, just literally daily here at KC Sports Network. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe button while you're hanging out with us. Um, Anything else on the defense, Craig, that you really want to bring to light before we move on? I know that a lot of focus is going to be on this defensive line and their lack of pressure for uh, Zach Wilson. That was not particularly great. This is not a great offensive line. And when Zach Wilson wasn't trying to get the ball out quickly, they still weren't able to really win as often as they needed to. George Karloftis had some really nice wins. Mike Dana started hot, maybe faded a little bit. Chris Jones had some flashes. Felix Anaduke Ozama also had had a play or two that he looked pretty good as well, but it's not consistent. It's not as consistent as it was, and it took Spags basically heating them up with, with blitzes there towards the end of the game that kind of forced Zach Wilson to kind of have to keep his eyes on things a little bit more, which results in that big turnover there. And the Chiefs are in their 3-3-5 defense. Leo Chanel is mugging the A-gap right next to Turk Wharton. A lot of stuff going on there. Chris Collinsworth highlighted that. Zach Wilson takes his eye off the ball. Big play for the Chiefs defense, partially because Steve Spagnuolo had just really ramped up the blitz pressure there towards you know the, the previous several plays. Even though there were completions, he was getting a lot of hits on Zach Wilson, so his eyes were a little bit elsewhere pre-snap. Matt, do you got anything? Yeah, the Chiefs' pass rush was bad when they weren't blitzing. I'm just calling this. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was bad. Zach Wilson had the second highest time to throw this week out of every player. Over three seconds. If the Chiefs weren't blitzing, they weren't really getting pressure. Is His time to throw according to next-gen stats is 3.11 seconds, the second highest in the NFL this year right now. That's not, I mean, like, maybe this number gets adjusted. Craig looks like he's going to have something different for his number. This is just what next year's stats has right now, right? It's long, and this is what it felt like. That's, the, that's the entire season, Maddie. That's the entire that, season. Yeah. That makes sense then. Here you go. Hang on. Hang on. I oh, didn't bro, hit me, please. There. Yeah, we've got Zach Wilson, 2.88 firmly in the middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty middle. Yeah, that's pretty average. Okay, that's, yeah. that's you know, that sounds more realistic, right? So you would think the Chiefs would get some more pressure on a guy that's holding the ball a little bit. They just didn't. Now, some of that was, to your point, George Karloff has got some pressures, and then you know there was some scrambling and stuff like that. Like, Zach Wilson did extend some plays. That plays into it, but it wasn't all quick passing. It's just that was the, the ultimate goal. Is it wasn't all quick passing. You watch the Chiefs just their four-man rush versus the Jets, and then you watch the Jets four-man rush against the Chiefs, you're coming away thinking, I mean, the Jets have a better defensive line, which is which is probably true. Straight. And you're coming away thinking, have a better offensive line, which is not true. Well, it's not supposed to be true. It's just, that was a problem. It was a problem. Chris Jones, you know, I know he's dealing with a little bit of a groin injury, but mm-hmm. hey, Quinn Williams is on the other side of the ball, and he was having a huge impact. Chris Jones was not having near as big of an impact. I get it. He's getting a lot of attention. He still wasn't having near as big of an impact, even when they were aligning him over a tackle 
So he would get one-on-ones. It just wasn't the same. So it's just, hopefully it's injury related. And as the year goes on, he gets healthier. That's not something that ever shows up again because they needed somebody. When they need, I mean, they needed a play defensively, it wasn't really coming from the defensive line. Trying to get, I mean, Turk Wharton obviously recovers a fumble with Zach oh, Wilson yeah. drop. That mattered. That clearly mattered, right? But like the defensive line just wasn't making the plays they were the first three weeks. So you know, gotta gotta keep an eye on that going forward. Michelle Zach Wilson for fumbling the ball there. Appreciate. I it. do have one more thing before we get out of here. I track success rate. You know, basically the ability for the defense to not allow the offense to stay ahead of the sticks. What do you guys think happened in the, in the quarters here? I typically track it by quarter here. Do you think that any of those quarters were under 50%, just based on vibes alone here? Mm. Or over 50%, I guess, it, based on vibes. Why don't you tell us, Craig? Okay, yeah. it's none. The, the Chiefs <laughs> had a greater than 50% defensive success rate in every single quarter of this game. The Second quarter was their lowest at 54%. Mm. The Chiefs only have two quarters that their starters played in that are under 50% for the entire year. For reference, last year at this point, they'd already chalked up eight. Wow. So it, something to keep an eye on there. Yes, the defense wasn't as good as it has been, but still pretty good overall. Zach Wilson, man, you just can't. You, you can only hope to contain him. Today, for sure. I mean, he said that people keep keep talking. Mahomes and Zach Wilson switched bodies for a while. Uh, that might that might have been true. Tucker said it. Tucker's one of the several that said it, so he's one credit for it. But there's like eight people that did. All right, it's time to do toast game here. Presented by Ben Holiday, bottled in Bond Bourbon, the absolute best. It's so delightful, and we are going to take it to Haley, who is at Kingdom Bar to kick off toast game. Haley. What's up? All right, thanks, Kim. But before we get to our toast games, I want to remind you where we are at all season long. We are at the Kingdom Bar, and thank you to Ben Holiday for supplying all the bourbon for this segment. Ben is also here with us and going to tell us about one of the drinks that you can get here if you're coming here for the Chiefs game throughout the season. An Old Fashioned. Right. So these here tonight, I have two Old Fashions. Um, pretty easy to make. Two parts bourbon. Uh, one part simple syrup, and then a couple dashes of orange bitter. There we go. All right, now we're going to get into the toast game. So, Ben, you take it away first. Who stood out to you in tonight's game? Um, I think this toast goes out to Isaiah Pacheco. There you go. Ran hard. Uh, great touchdown. Um, happy to watch him and looking forward to what he does the rest of the year. A very solid toast game from Ben's Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going to have to give it to Trey Smith. Goes perfectly with the Isaiah Pacheco touchdown, making it one heck of a block. Getting things done on the O-line all night for Mahomes as well. We'll send it back to Ken and the boys at home. What are your toast games for this evening? Thanks, Haley. Uh, Tucker D. Franklin, but I think it's your turn to go toast game. We'll go with these guys after this. So who you got? Well, you know like, that this turf and this field is notorious. <laughs> yeah. For injuries. Yeah. So I've got to raise a glass to good health. To good health. Oh, so that, yeah. I love it. Get, getting out of there without very many injuries. Only Cole Christensen, obviously, is what Andy Reid reported. Uh, but hopefully that is what it stays at. Hopefully Cole gets well soon and he gets back. But uh, to good health, Alf, a uh, uh, disgusting To good health. Yeah, and Mahomes survives uh, that that field as well. Maddie Lane, toast game. What you got, sir? Oh, you know, I don't really have a great one for this game. Um, not feeling great about it. Let's go with Drew Tranquil. 
Uh, I still think he did a good job filling in for Nick Bolton, being the Mike linebacker. Like, I don't think the Chiefs really miss much of a step. I do think that, yeah, there's some place that Nick Bolton just sees and really triggers on at a different speed than anybody else for the Chiefs, and that's a splash play game. And I didn't think it showed up last week. Maybe they could have used one, but I still think Tranquil's really, really good. His range, some of the plays that he makes at behind the line of scrimmage by avoiding blockers is exceptional. So, like, the the Chiefs need to find a way to keep him, and he needs to be on the field with Bolton because he's been their best linebacker so far this year. Even over Bolton, he's been playing better. I still think he's been very fantastic in this game. They didn't have him. I kind of afraid what a Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, and I, whoever else, Cole Christensen before he got hurt, Jack, Jack Cochran. Cochran, linebacker group would look like. So shout out Drew Tranquil. Mm-hmm. Salute. I like that one. Craig, what you got? My toast game's going to Andy Reid. Andy Reid, 250 wins, now tied with Tom Landry for fourth overall of all time head coaching wins he's only behind bill belichick in third george hollis in second and don shula in first this is a big one Uh, they all count the same even when they're ugly and just to kind of drive that home ladies and gentlemen your number one seed kansas city chiefs are right now leading the afc because of conference losses and things like that and the Miami Dolphins going down to the Buffalo Bills today Chiefs currently in the driver's seat for the one seed as it stands right now but shout out to Andy Reid for 250 the Chiefs are the first team in the NFL to lose and are still it only took them till week four to be the one seed in the AFC I absolutely love that my toast game is going to go to Rashi Rice here's the thing Rashi Rice was a hot read early in the game on a little hitch route and he dropped the ball. And you know, that's been, that's been an issue later in the game, big drive, hot read again. He's hot. He's the hot man. Mahomes gets the ball out of his hands quickly, pops it to Rasheed Rice on a hitch, catches it yards after the catch, huge play for Rashi Rice just to bounce back. He's the guy that can raise, we keep saying it. He's the guy that can raise the ceiling of this receiver room. It was a big response by him. They got to figure out how to get him involved. There's a couple other things there that he's got to work on and get better. I think he, you know, Jermaine Johnson got him on a block, but to be fair, Jermaine Johnson against Rasheed Rice is a, is a difficult battle. <laughs> but I think he's the guy that they need to step up. But hey, look, Chiefs weighing 23 20, move, survive in advance, three and one, one seed in the AFC West or AFC period. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of things that they've got to address, but they won a game and they won it ugly. And that's all that matters is they got to win out of it. Again, Chiefs win 23-20. Thank you to everyone that's been listening and subscribing. Thank you to Holiday Bourbon. Thank you to Kingdom Bar and Grill. We appreciate y'all and we'll catch you later.